0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here today at I-80 Sports. Joined by Matt Pollard from Last Word on Sports to talk about the Colorado Rapids and give our 2021, 2022 season preview. Well, Matt. Of all the people who want a second shot at 2021, the Colorado Rapids probably aren't among that list. Let me take a second to introduce my co-host here for today, Matt Pollard, uh, covering Colorado Rapids, host of Rapids ninety six podcast, uh, Rapids beat writer, um, worked with Last Word on Sports. You can find him at L W O S Matt Pollard. you doing today
1: I'm all right Bob um you know happy Monday I guess you know it's officially where what the week before CCL so I think you know this time next week MLS teams will be officially traveling for and preparing for games albeit in CCL as opposed to the MLS regular season so um I'm ready to officially clear the offseason
0: I I love that so much there's so much still to learn about these teams I don't feel that preseason quite kicks it into gear for major league soccer I'm not getting my fix off of spotty feeds on YouTube but uh You know, it is what it is. Last time you were here, you were wearing that great new green Rapids jersey. What, what do you have on today?
1: Oh, this is a Rapid Vienna kit that I got, I believe, from Away Days. I wear it somewhat ironically and then like people else in like the Rapids community or like the C38 supporters group and everything like pick up on it. So I'm, I'm being a little bit hipster in that regard. We have not gotten the uh, the new kit, uh, the new home kit for the Rapids or I guess most MLS teams haven't officially dropped their yes. new home kits and the Rapids one hasn't even been leaked which I think shows you that it's still um, a little bit away <laughs> if so, it hasn't
0: been leaked in 2022 three weeks before the season it's it's probably still in production
1: yes I think that's so, fair to say yeah so um, so unfortunately I don't have a, an updated kit for you but no the the green kit from last year the mint green that obviously the Rapids will be wearing this year um, has been a spectacular homage and something that's significant within mm-hmm. Colorado circles is the 14er kit and everything. Um, You know, a callback to previously when the Rapids were green. And now I'm doing it ironically just to be a meme.
0: Sounds like a lot of fun. So you mentioned a lot in there. Let's go over what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the team culture, ownership, things like that, stuff that any new supporter or any new major league soccer fan would like to know. Then we're going to talk about last season. We're going to talk about some roster moves, pull up a depth chart, talk a little coaching tactics. We're going to finish up with some storylines to watch for the 2022 season. We hope you're ready. We thank you again for joining us. Make sure you click that subscribe button. um, Give our show a like and share with your friends. Because we need to share Major League Soccer. That, that's what this show is all about. We're giving betting uh, prop bets, uh, spread picks the entire Major League Soccer season. I use some football terms in there that I should need to get out of my uh, betting lingo before the season starts. But articles here at ID Sports every single week on the best sports book picks, and we made a lot of money last year, up over forty units on a thirty-two week season. I think that's the way to go. And let's get into Colorado Rapids together. Talk to me like I'm a dummy. Team, culture, ownership, what do I need to know about the Colorado rap?
1: The Colorado Rapids are an MLS original. They were founded in 1996 and just their second year ever in existence. They did, or excuse me, third year in 1998. They made it to an MLS Cup final against DC United, played at RFK Stadium. Uh, they are a club that historically hasn't spent a lot of money. They're a club that historically hasn't had a lot of success in terms of making the playoffs. I saw a stat somewhere. I can't remember. I'd have to pull this up, but I think they're the team that's been the most, had the most cup sets and the most times getting rail hawked in the U.S. Open Cup in the MLS era, but, um, you know, it's one that has a lot of fun and varied Colorado culture. We just spent, you know, time talking about the Rapids wearing green, obviously now the Burgundy's been um, more prominent within the club's history. Um, They're known for having decent and often very uh, vibrant secondary kits. If you want to go back to like the yellow and blue, um, you know, uh, like the Colorado flag colors that they've had. And they're a team that's historically hardworking, that has a lot of good people, not necessarily um, the most talented, but you know that you know can get stuck in. We'll play four four two defensive. You know, our a joke that I have with my co-host on HDHL, uh, Mark Goodman. Uh, the joke that we have is that if you were to pick out like the best eleven Colorado Rapids players, it'd be like six D mids and then like five center backs and everything. So if you like hardworking soccer willing to gr- gut things out, you know, getting stuck in hashtag Rapids thug life, if you will. Um, <laughs> it's an endearing group to be around. And certainly as we've seen in the modern era of MLS, a team that's, you know, still not spending a whole lot. They are owned by Cronky Sports Entertainment. Um, ask Arsenal fans how they feel about being owned by KSC. Uh, go check out any Mark Kisla article recently about um, the issue with altitude sports or what's been going on with the Nuggets and the Avalanche in the past when they've struggled. Um, yeah, that, say- I, that
0: I do want to touch into a little bit because when I think about your team the uh, Colorado Rapids I'm always looking for the sportsbook edge and when I see a team uh, traveling across the country and then they have a game at altitude especially if there's a couple older designated players that's something I want a piece of so can you just get a little bit more into how uh, your uh, scenery that de- defines you
1: I mean, I I think you do. Know, I think it's it's partially in the name. You know, the you know the, they're named after the you know the it's the the streams that you have, and then that's either related to skiing or other mountain activities you have. So the fact that the teams named the Colorado Avalanche, or excuse me, the Colorado Rapids, and then the other teams are Nuggets referring to mining, Avalanche referring to the snow, and then Broncos referring to the more um you know mountainous wild. Um, horses that you have and everything that that's a key component of that um, most people don't know this but so where the state of colorado gets his name is from the colorado river that happened when spanish um uh Travelers, I don't know, explorers, um, and came and colonized California, and they were speaking to a Native American, uh, one of the tribes, I believe, Namajo, Don't quote me on that. Uh, and they were asking them, uh, they were asking for the name of the river. There was obviously a miscommunication because Spanish versus Native American language, and basically, they thought they were referring to the actual color or the material of the rock, which has a copper color. He was saying Colorado. So literally, if you translate, Colorado comes from Colorado River, and the actual word that was said about it. Literally refers to the color burgundy, the color red that you see in Red Rocks amphitheater constantly throughout the Rocky Mountains. And then obviously in the form of two of the local sports teams in the Rapids primary color and the Colorado avalanche of the NHL.
0: So I would love to nerd out and talk to you about 15 more <laughs> minutes on that. But unfortunately, we do need to talk about the 2021 season. And that's a topic that should be put a smile on your face also 17 wins 10 ties and seven losses 61 points scored first in the western conference going right down to decision day they got that coveted first round by before crashing out uh one nil against portland i think it was a 90th plus minute goal if you had to define last season in just a couple terms let us know how is is the team playing how are the supporters feeling
1: yeah, I would say I'd say a, a key component of everything they have is just like resilience and then an unselfish group mentality. Culture has been a massive component to what Robin Frazier has tried to build and what now will this be his third full season as head coach of the Colorado Rapids. And so that's been... really big deal for him and everything that you would want from that in 2021 absolutely happened from a next man up mentality from what they were able to achieve from a depth standpoint he asked some players to do some very uncomfortable things austin Trusty, for about a month when sam vines was unavailable due to the gold cup and then eventually getting sold to europe had to play at the left back position and you know the you know the what's the joke of you know the sergeant of the boss man asks you to jump and you ask how high instead the Colorado Rapids just jump and every single one of those players jumps higher than they've ever jumped before for Robin Fraser they mostly deployed themselves in a four three three a little bit of pressing a little bit of building out of the back trying to create pressure traps obviously trying to disorganize the opponent with a flow of large numbers in the box because it was goal scoring by committee because yeah. you know they uh, they didn't have a, had to be. Yes, because it had to be, and then also scoring through set pieces, which they've seen that they've been able to do very effectively, especially at altitude. Another thing you might not be familiar with, Bob, uh, coming to altitude, the air is actually lighter, so the ball travels a little bit differently than you would at sea level. Kind of a big deal for judging where the ball is going to be if you are a goalkeeper coming off your line, and the ball's at a little bit of a different trajectory, and then you've got an open goal for Austin Trusty or Danny, the Scottish Salmon Wilson, to dunk into the back of the net. So. That was ultimately how the Rapids were able to have success, and they were kind of just the little engine that could, and their success, I think, was much about what they did as much as maybe sporting Kansas City and ultimately Seattle in the final two months of the season not taking care of business as well. So the Rapids took care of business, massive 3-1 or 5-3 victory over lafc on decision day and in doing so deservedly the most consistent most regular high level team in the western conference and deservedly regular season conference
0: absolutely so let's talk about how those wins were had by looking a little bit at the uh, distribution here the goals and assists you had michael barrios eight goals five assists jonathan lewis seven goals one assist you had Cole Bassett, five goals, three assists, Diego Rubio, five and four. Dominique Baggi, five goals, zero assists, but that was only over about 300 minutes of playtime. Then you had Jack Price with 12 assists, obviously being um, exactly what everyone needed him to be from the midfield last season. Um, Did any of those performances surprise you, either positive or negative, last season?
1: I was pleasantly surprised by what Michael Barrios came in and did. I think obviously you knew what he had been at f c Dallas. You knew what he's capable of doing in terms of chance creation, but he hasn't really put it together and in particular, finishing you know that hasn't necessarily been wasn't necessarily something Dallas was asking of him and not something that he showed to be I think as good as he was capable of with the rapids. If you go back and look at his eight goals, I want to say three or four of them are absolute worldlies. So I think he was, if you're talking about a new acquisition and everything that you wanted from a wide chance creator, being able to catalyze the team, getting from the middle of the field into the final third and dis in dangerous areas, using his speed as a player who's about to turn 30. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, Dom Baji was kind of your quintessential, let's pick him up at the trade deadline and have him be extremely effective. You know, we were talking before we hit the recording button, Bob, and you know, he was very good on set pieces, you know, and then Jack Price, I believe for the second, maybe the third year in a row led the league in dead ball assists. He continues to be one of the most dangerous corner kick takers in major league soccer and deservedly. So with his 12, assists that he got
0: love it, love it a lot. So there was quite a bit of turnover from these players. Uh, We, Added Brian Costa from FC Dallas and Mark Anthony K from LAFC. But you uh, lost Cole Bassett to Feyenoord. Uh, Sam Vines to Royal Antwerp. Austin Trusty to Arsenal. Um, Kellen Acosta has gone to LAFC. And Dominic Badge is headed to Cincy. So my question here, how does this turnover affect the team play? And are you looking for any new DPs this season?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll start at the back then. Obviously Austin Trusty, I guess is technically now an arsenal player on loan to the Colorado Rapids. He won't be yes. gone until the middle of July. They've already picked up a booboo Robin Frazier knows a little something about playing and developing center backs in this league. So he'll be a little bit of a project in the first half of the season. I think the Rapids, even if, you know, when they lose Trusty, if they don't add anybody else are okay at center back it'd be nice to see them kind of if kata isn't really working out if mike edwards isn't taking a solid step into the first team it'd be nice for them to see if they can go shopping for somebody in the summer maybe somebody within the league on the younger and similar to kata similar to Trusty when they got Trusty. but right now they're they're great at center back right now they're okay at center back with austin Trusty gone I think it's a really simple transition that you have from a midfield standpoint. Cole Bassett is out, but they did pick up Max, who I can confirm they spent a million dollars on out of Brazil. We've seen them already be effective, the club be effective in terms of recruiting players from South America. If we're talking about what Brian Galvan brought in his second and third year in MLS, and Lucas Estevez has been a pleasant surprise filling in for Sam Vines as well. So I would imagine yeah. you know Max in for Bassett might take a little bit of time for him to acclimate because the a new country obviously doesn't speak a whole lot of English. There are a few Portuguese speakers on the team as well. The club is getting a translator, so it might take a little bit of time for him to acclimate, but I'm very positive about this. With The club was willing to spend a million. And then, you know, I think Brian Acosta coming in for Kellen Acosta is also like for like. And we've seen the Rapids also be very fluid in their midfield, so it's not necessarily you pull out a... Kellen Acosta square peg, and then you don't have another square peg to fit in. Colin Warner can play at the six. We'll see if Ali LaRoz can uh, take a step into the first team. And Nicholas Mosquita is also back as well as kind of your fill in, do a little bit of everything yeah. for 500 to 750 minutes. Um, the striker position is a really good question because Don Baji came in and was able to score goals. Uh, Diego Rubio did not have a fully healthy season last year. We know he is an MLS, and there's a lot of good things that he does, but yeah. a golden boot candidate, he is not. They do have two young homegrowns in Darren Yapi and Yaya Torre, who are exciting but are also young and maybe a little bit unproven at the MLS level. I think it's a valid question what the club's doing in terms of trying to search for uh, number nine. Obviously, their one designated player they had last year, Yunus Nomley who was on loan with an option to buy. They chose not to exercise that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they're the only team in MLS right now in preseason that does not have a DP. It's, it's a cl-
0: very possible, but with the new youth DP rules, it, it might there might be like yeah, someone so, out there with yeah, so yeah, uh, so on the
1: bench uh, uh, So yeah, no, none of their three designated player spots are currently filled at this time. And this is a club that we know lives on a tight budget. They had the smallest uh, budget in terms of spend on player wages in 2021. Um, and Stan Kroenke a really cheap person and normally doesn't like shelling out money for the Colorado Rapids so you know I was trying to do some math the other day figuring what we thought transfer fees would be based on how much the Rapids sold Austin trustee for and if you kind of max that out, they've got room for like a, it's a two, like I mapped it out to being like a $2 million transfer fee and like a $1.5 million salary over like three to four years. And then that's with like being like the most optimistic. And then if you don't do that, basically it falls away to where their options are basically a guy on a free, a guy making just over a million dollars or a guy with a loan with an option to buy like Eunice Nomley. And so I think it shows that it, the suspicions that we have right now, given that Pork Smith said they're looking at it they want to do it they believe that they they have the financial backing to do it is that maybe the only way for the Rapids to spend big is to sell big and then reinvest that Kronke is effectively saying, you know, if you make money, then feel free to funnel that in from a technical side, but he's not dropping checks in the way that Arthur Blank or anybody yeah, yeah. else is. And what does it say about you as a team when you've parted ways with a significant number of your pieces and the most optimistic option you have is a $2 million transfer fee on a guy that you're going to play $1.5 million, you know, like or if Orlando did that right now and said, oh, they dropped $2 million on some guy out. Of of Columbia and he's making 1.5 million it's like oh that's interesting let's look him up but like nobody's going crazy over that nobody's thinking exactly. that like that's a lot of money in MLS and so I, I think it says a lot about just you know the fact that Pork Smith and Robin Fraser are maybe working with one arm tied behind their back because of the financial realities of the club
0: and also they won. <laughs> they, they had a yes. great season last season. Um, now, of course, they will be dealing with some turnover. I took now, this is just a random stab at the best starting lineup I could think of. You got Barrios out left, Galvin out right, and Diego Rubio up top. Shinishiki, I I would, you know, pencil him in as as an attacker, not necessarily of any particular location. You got Max Alves, Mark Anthony K, Jack Price holding up the midfield in no particular mo- uh, order. You got Laraz and Mayaka up there, too. And across the back line, Estevez, he's new. I, I think he's actually like a left midfielder, but he's gonna be playing like wing back on that side. You got Keenan Roseberry on the right and the center backs, you know, trusty Wilson Moore and Abubakar. Um, what do you think about this starting lineup? Uh, how good did I do in the graphics department? Feel free to uh, you know, tear me apart like you did last year on our show. <laughs>
1: Well, first of all, Bob, it looks a little bit more purpley, maybe a little bit less burgundy. So this, yeah, I, so, so <laughs> I, I'm not I like sure. the
0: choice of three colors on the app I use. So,
1: yeah, so I'm so I'm not sure about the the color options that you have. And typically the Rapids don't do a whole lot from a shoulder standpoint with their new jerseys. But I guess that <laughs> notwithstanding, you know, overall, I'd agree if you're going with the four, three, three setup that you'd have. We have seen the Rapids play three at the back. So yes. slot an Abubakar there and then you're changing something in terms of the midfield, and then obviously pushing Estevez certainly up the field. Um, Keegan Rosenberry, not so much. So I'll definitely say, I'd say Estevez would be a left wing back in a 5-3-2, setup where Keegan Rosenberry would be more of a pure, uh, focusing on defense more than the attack side. Please, don't go, Please okay. don't go
0: up. Please <laughs> don't go up.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. He he scores like one banger a year usually off of a usually off of a set piece where he's pushed up and everything. So he's got a little bit offensively, not so much in the cross department. Listeners or uh, viewers if you want to go check it out the highlights that the Rapids put out, Lucas Estevez dropped an absolute dime to Diego Rubio in over the weekend against Houston Dynamo in a preseason game and Rapids fans have become accustomed to that and hopefully that's something that he's going to do more and more. That's something that they're going to need to do if Diego Rubio's going to be scoring a lot of headers. But I'd say overall, I don't have a whole lot of complaints. I think there's there's a lot of room with how many midfielders they have and how versatile those midfielders yeah. are for them to customize that and for Robin Frazier to tinker based on the opponent. So while I would say... Max is the most is the one to most likely start at the number ten position every single time. Jack Price will be a number six, but maybe Colin Warner fits in. Ali Laraz can fit in. the The midfield is the one that I think that has the most fluidity in terms of the lineup. If there's no DP, it's going to be Diego Rubio and then Andre Yashiki off the bench. Michael Barrios is going to be starting up top. I think regardless of who else they sign, um, and you know, I think the defense. I, I think the defense is well spoken in terms of the three main center backs they have, and then the two proven. Uh, outside backs they have Estevez on the left and then Rosenberry on the right
0: so not too many questions if, if everything went well we know what the plan is to employ that and then Jonathan Lewis is coming on in the 75th minute and he's gonna uh, put in a great contribution again this season but there are some questions you know where does Nicholas Miscaeta fit in Andre Shinyashiki what what his deal is I thought he was going to be um, like three or four a couple of years ago, like, like a, a center force for this team for years to come. And that really hasn't come to fruition. So are there any position battles you see that really uh, <laughs> uh, stick out to you or, are is this kind of set in stone and let's hope, uh, you know, in case of maybe injuries, we can, we can fill or, or plug here, here, or there.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So I think first of all, an Andre Shinichiki, Robin Frazier has, he, he's made a couple weird, almost like Sir Alex ferguson transitions <laughs> in terms of players fitting into different positions that don't seem supernatural and if you go back and you look at how Shinishiki played as a nine in his time as DU obviously as a senior he won the I don't know if there's formally a golden boot for NCAA men's soccer but he scored the most goals that season in division one but if you saw it initially he got on the field because he was a really good presser he antagonized the opposing center backs and everything and Robin yeah. Frazier said hmm if we're not going to play him if he's not going to start at center forward then maybe we can use him in the midfielder as like an antagonizing number eight when Kellen Acosta isn't available and he played like 500 minutes there and it took a couple games for him to get settled but it kind of worked similarly we kind of saw that with Brian Galvan while Keegan Rosenberry was out with an injury last season galvan filled in as a wingback as opposed to being a winger but to to get to your original question uh bob you know i think that other wing spot other than barrios is kind of up for grabs uh galvan's been awesome at that jonathan lewis has had good runs of form it's probably those two competing but we've seen from the film that we have on max coming out of brazil he's a midfielder who likes to get out wide so does robin fraser naturally start him there or yeah. do something else in the midfield to kind of create space and then take advantage. I think is an interesting question. Um, well, and I then mean, I-, I
0: think you would uh, want Barrios as close to the top of the field as, as possible. So if you yeah. had, you know, someone run, running in midfield and then kind of filling the gap up left instead of playing the wing back there, or you know, when when I look at the Rapids when we when I throw this this chart up here. This is like this is just a loose suggestion. Like uh, the way this team plays ball, um, you know, if you're not accustomed to watching the Rapids play, and you follow some teams like in England, everyone has their clear lane. You know who's going to be where. Oh, the ball's in the center of the pitch. That's you know, uh, Pozuelo or no, no. That throw that out the window because these guys are playing all over the
1: pitch. Yeah, and I think the the other thing that's kind of the other thing that I think is just emblematic of how much fluidity and versatility matters to Robin. Frazier, other than that example I just gave with Shin Yashiki and Galvan is that, you know, is the, so the, the lineup will come out and the way the Rapids do it, they don't do a graphic with an actual formation. They just do a list Red of Bull players. Red same thing. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I don't even think they list it in terms of like center. I think it's alphabetical by last name as well. So it's also like, okay, what's everybody actually playing? And so like one initial discussion that'll always happen on Rapids Twitter is everybody trying to fill in what's the formation and where everybody's playing. Mm-hmm. One thing that's easier about that relative to last year is Robin Frazier actually liked Kellen Acosta in some situations at left back so it's like okay well is Kellen at left back or did he did, is he he did in- very well at left back actually yes. for, the, for the
0: national team yes so he, he
1: or is there. he or is he in the midfield and that kind of informs other decisions as well so yeah. we don't have anything that crazy given that you know uh given that they're thin at the striker position I would imagine if Andre Shinyashiki's starting and Diego Rubio isn't that probably means Shinyashiki's at the center forward position but you know like the graphic will be tweeted out and immediately everybody all everybody on Rapids Twitter will be arguing and trying to figure out what the actual yeah formation <laughs> is and for the most part we kind of get it right but every once in a while robin fraser comes out and we see something that we totally don't expect and as he's shown in 2021 oftentimes it's surprising and successful
0: absolutely love that now uh, just a couple quick hitters who's going to lead this team in scoring this year <laughs>
1: Does the team sign a DP and do they come in Flip, for a, coin? Summer? Flip I, a coin? I, I mean, r- r- roll a roll a D 10. If you're like a DND guy, because there's how many options. Um, I think Barrios can still be productive at the goal position. I think Jonathan Lewis is due for a breakout year. Now by breakout for year for him, I'm talking maybe eight goals, five assists. Is that enough to win the golden boot? I guess amongst the team, I guess Barrios did it with eight last year. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, if it's somebody who's currently on the roster, it's going to be, Rubio Shinyashiki Barrios maybe agavon or Lewis um you know uh, I guess that if you're saying somebody who's new to the team maybe Max just because he's been the most attacking forward thinking on goal attacking signing that they've had but I still think uh, given everything that I said about just how the club might be limited on what they're spending, how much non-financial support they're getting from ownership to try and sign somebody. If they can sign somebody, if they can sign a DP striker, then I think a lot of the hopes are going to be, for that player to be successful, that player to win the golden boot in order for the Rapids to have a better time in the playoffs.
0: And with 13 clean sheets that you guys had last season, it, it, you don't necessarily need a 19 goal scorer. You don't need a, a Valentin Castellanos to have success when you're playing good defensive ball and you're running players' legs out. And hey, if, if you're going to use the uh, altitude to your strength, then why not have super subs like, you know, Jonathan Lewis, who's going to come in and, and score the second most goals on the team. Um, I'll throw up a softball for you. Who's going to lead the team in assists?
1: Jack Price. No there doubt is. in my mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final comments? Uh, anything else you, you want to talk about? Anything else you need to get off your chest?
1: Um, I mean, I, I still think, uh, even without a DP striker, I still think this team is absolutely a, uh, is a playoff team. Like if you told me right now, Diego Rubio is going to be a double digit goal scorer. The team's going to be relatively healthy and the defense is going to fall off a cliff with Austin trustee and any other summer, uh, departures or anything. You know, I, th- I still think this is absolutely a playoff team. I think right now is constructed. I don't know that we can guarantee that they're going to have a home playoff game. You know, there's been an arms race in the Western conference. A bunch of other teams have gotten better, but this is a team that absolutely believes in what they're doing. They believe in the system. They work harder than anybody as hard as anybody else in MLS and Robin Frazier is going to put them in a position to be successful. That's going to allow them to give teams that are more talented and more expensive than them a run for the money. And just simply having a good defensive foundation a few effective ways to score goals, albeit that aren't centered around one individual player doing something amazing, like a Tati Castellanos and a team that's good on set pieces and take advantage, takes advantage of whole field and everything. They're a team that's going to give teams a run for their money and can still go very, very far in MLS and certainly be a playoff team. And I feel like a lot of people certainly around the Rapids are thinking if there's no DP striker, it's woe and me and, things are going to go really poorly. And I think there's a lot of people that are, again, discounting them simply because they haven't replaced Eunice Nomley or gotten in somebody else that will be effective. And I guess that makes them disrespected and... Uh, you know, potentially underwhelming. And that's the perfect place for Robin Frazier to set a trap for everybody else in Major League Soccer.
0: Absolutely love it. I love talking Colorado Rapids. I love their sports book picks. When you see a Western Conference team like Nashville taking a, a trip up there and they're heavy favorites and you can win a lot of money uh, putting time on Rapids. Remember, Altitude, these players, you know, they, they have subs. They are equipped to, you know, not only field a starting 11, but field players who are going to contribute off the bench too. Absolutely love the Colorado Rapids. Uh, Matt, again, Matt Pollard, last word on sports. Can you let us know where we could find you?
1: Yeah, thanks, Bob. Um, so check me out on Twitter at LWS Matt Pollard. All of my writing can be found at sports.com backslash soccer. And then if you want to hear me further in auditory form, um, holding the high line with Rabbi and Red, we're at Rapid's 96 Podcast on Twitter. And I'm pretty sure we're on every single social, we're on every single podcatcher you want to be on. Uh, me and my co-host are having a discussion about whether or not we still want to be on Spotify this week. But other, unless you listen on Spotify for sure, by the time this goes out and everything, just wherever you get your podcasts or holding the high line or Colorado Rapids will probably be the first hit.
0: Hey, if I-80 Sports and uh, your guys' podcast both leave, uh, that might be the brick that takes the whole the whole machine <laughs> down. You never know. We'll see. Have a great night. Uh, everyone, thank you for joining us here again. Thank you again, Matt. And I'm, I'm excited now already. This is our first of uh, 2018 previews for the 2022 season. Thank you for being there for us. And thank you guys at home for watching us here at I-80 Sports.